Hey listeners, what's up and welcome to the Political Puzzler Podcast. My name is Stuart and welcome to episode 3, Let's Get Our Headlines Today. This week we had a lot happen and our top 3 stories are what we believe is the most interesting things that you would like to know. Let's get started. Our first story is Senator Joe Manchin vows to keep the filibuster unchanged in an op-ed. Our second story is Google's big victory from the Supreme Court. And our third story is Whitmer calls for closure. Let's get started. And we are back. So let's start off with our first story. Senator Joe Manchin in an op-ed vows to keep the filibuster unchanged. Senator Joe Manchin wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post, and he said that under, that there is, quote, there is no circumstance in which I will vote to eliminate or weaken the filibuster. This is a big deal, and it means bills like H.R. 1, D.C. statehood, and marijuana legalization are all unlikely to happen. Something strange happened where it looks like the tables have turned in Washington and the United States Senate. In the 116th Congress, Democrats were like glue. You had Senator Amy Klobuchar, Bernie Sanders, and Joe Manchin, all these senators that were all under one roof. While Republicans, you had the Republicans under Mitch McConnell, but then you had some senators who defected. You had senators that sometimes would vote alongside with Democrats. Senator Susan Collins, Senator Mitt Romney, Senator Lisa Murkowski, And I thought it was really, really interesting when the tables kind of shifted. We saw this during the Voterama of the $1.9 trillion package of COVID relief. And all the Republican senators, for the most part, the majority, they all voted together. While the Democrats had some defectors. For example, Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont tried to propose a $15 minimum wage during the budget reconciliation process. And there were several senators who voted against the minimum wage. I believe the final number was seven Democrat senators who voted against the $15 minimum wage. Well, now that the table shifted, you see senators like Senator Kristen Sinema of Arizona and Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. And they're now starting to show that they're different from the party. They both oppose changing the filibuster. And now that one Democrat, Senator Joe Manchin, announced he will not weaken the filibuster in any way, shape, or form, it goes to show that Senator Chuck Schumer is going to have a hard time trying to get through Biden's agenda passed in the Senate. President Biden has shown his support for the United States filibuster, the Senate filibuster, he showed it while he was a senator. But now that he's a president, he's shifting. And this is what most presidents do. It's what President Trump allegedly did. According to Mitch McConnell, Senator Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said that Donald Trump asked him, can you please take away or weaken or sometime, somehow alter the filibuster? And McConnell said no. Well, now we're seeing Biden do exactly what Trump did. And that's because they're not in the Congress. What's interesting is 
Senator Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema, they're not agreeing with the president, but Schumer is. Schumer has shown his ideas that we should definitely change the filibuster. Let's listen to this clip. With regard to the filibuster, I believe we should go back to a position of the filibuster that existed just when I came to the United States Senate 120 years ago. Um, and that is that it used to be required for the filibuster, and I, I had a card on this, I was going to give you the statistics, but you probably know them, uh, that it used to be that, uh, the, that well, from between 1917 and 1971, the filibuster existed, there were a total of 58 motions to break a filibuster. That whole time. Last year alone, there were five times that many. So it's being abused in a gigantic way. And for example, it used to be you had to stand there and talk and talk and talk and talk until you collapsed. And guess what? People got tired of talking and tired of collapsing. Filibusters broke down and we were able to break the filibuster, get a quorum and vote. So I strongly support moving in that direction. In addition to having an open mind about dealing with certain things that are, are just elemental to the functioning of our democracy, like the right to vote, like the basic right to vote. We've amended the filibuster in the past. But here's the deal. As you observed, I'm a fairly practical guy. I want to get things done. First and foremost, President Biden was not in the United States Senate 120 years ago. He wasn't even born. But it's interesting to hear his sentiment regarding the United States filibuster. Let's get on with our second story. Our second story is Google's big victory from the United States Supreme Court. The Supreme Court gave Google a huge victory in the Supreme Court case against Oracle on Monday. The United States Supreme Court ruled in a 6-2 vote that Google did not commit copyright infringement when it used Oracle Corporation's programming code and the Android operating system. Google used around a little over 11,000 lines of code, which, yes, that's a lot, but it was only 0.5% of the finished product. In other words, the Supreme Court just saved Google, also known as Alphabet, which is its parent company, from paying several billion dollars to Oracle. The interesting thing is Oracle stock went up, and so did Google's. Google stock rose on Monday 4% at one point because of the good news. So what is too much? While it was only 0.5% of the entire product, it was still 11,000 lines of code. Justice Breyer wrote the majority opinion, and Justice Thomas wrote the dissenting opinion. Alito and Thomas dissented, while the rest, not including Justice Amy Coney Barrett, voted in the affirmative. Barrett did not hear the decision because the last time they had the hearing on this case was before she was even sworn in. And Justice Amy Coney Barrett, I'm not sure if she didn't attend because of that or another reason. It was just interesting to see that. We also learned that Justice Amy Coney Barrett's replacement was really impactful and will be really impactful in the future. Democrats campaigned on this and were extremely angry 
and disheartened when President Trump appointed and got confirmed a third justice. When Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, it was a huge possible shifting in the court because Chief Justice Roberts sided with the Democrats a lot. He's extremely moderate, and now that there's five justices that are conservative, like extremely conservative, it's going to be tough. We saw in a religious decision that by a five to four majority, Republicans and conservatives won the case. It just goes to show that the court was basically practically balanced, but with a shift of just one seat, one appointment, it changed and altered the outcome. Our third and final story is Governor Whitmer calls for closure. This is a short one, but on Friday, Governor Whitmer called on high schools to temporarily suspend in-person learning and to suspend indoor dining. The calls come as cases of COVID-19 and COVID-19 hospitalizations in Michigan are increasing and surging. Thank you so much for listening to The Political Puzzler. If you like these stories and throughout the week you kind of want to hear some more stories we type up, we do not record a podcast, but we do have stories on our website. That's www.thepoliticalpuzzler.com. That'll also be in the description. We post around three or four stories a week, and we're doing the best we can. We are also pleased to announce that we'll be posting more frequent stories on our patron. We now have a patron. You can go to thepoliticalpuzzler.com. That's www.thepoliticalpuzzler.com slash subscribe. And there you'll see an option to go to our patron. If you subscribe to our patron, which is only a couple bucks a month, then you're able to read more exclusive stories. Thank you so much and have a good day.